Hey guys, welcome back to the Podcasters Podcast. I'm here with Kane, as usual. You're welcome. Cool. <laughs> uh, today we're going to go, we're not going to go anywhere, we're going to stay right here. Today we're going to talk, <laughs> I don't know where, where I think we're going. Today we're going to talk about the five steps you need to take in order to be into a position to monetize your podcast. Yeah, this is a unique spin. Normally it's how to monetize, the lists to monetize. Let's not run before we can walk. Right, let's actually get to the point where we've got a podcast live and good enough that we can start accepting money for it. Now, you have worked very, very hard on a... So hard. Yeah. On a very lovely <laughs> <laughs> list of five things. So I tell you what, you kick it off. You'll see in the top line of the show notes, a five steps to a profitable podcast PDF. Download this and you'll see the written version of what you're about to listen to. And let us know, if you want us to do more learning materials like this, then we're more than happy to. We do a lot of how-to and list content, and we're happy to put it in a written format for people that like reading. Yeah, absolutely. So the first step to get you on the way is obviously preparation, all right? And this goes first down to your niche. So as we've spoken about many times before, you need to be niche and then probably be more niche again. So don't be scared of being niche. It's a, it's a misconception, really. People think that, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my audience too small. But the more specific your audience, the better. And then that passes on to your title and your artwork, right? Make your title super, si- <laughs> make your title super simple, clear what you're talking about. And then when it comes to artwork, make it readable. If only a few colors. Again, super clear what you're talking about. Well, let's just look at recent success, right? So the Perfume Making Podcast. Number one, when it launched. Subcontractors Blueprint, number one, when it launched. These are just in the last couple of weeks. Shout out to both those people, by the way, in those podcasts. Yeah, well done, Karen so, and Jacob. So really niche podcasts that aren't done by famous people, aren't done by huge companies that are going to invest like millions into growing their podcast. It's just good content that has got a very specific niche, specific audience that they're targeting, and then the artwork and the name are focused so that people within that industry know that it's for them. Absolutely. Have a search on Apple Podcasts, both of them, especially Jacob's one, Subcontractors Blueprint. You'll see how simple the artwork is. Mm. It's a yellow hammer on a blue background, and it says the Subcontractors Blueprint. Yeah, so I got a lot of flack with this on TikTok, by the way. We're talking about names, and then immediately people jump down your throat and go, oh, how about Joe Rogan? How about blah, blah, blah? How about blah? And they always name like the really, really famous people who have podcasts mm. that are you know, named after their name or it's a pun or it's something funny. For most people, if you're, you know, public speaker, you're a business owner, you're a thought leader in some case, and you want to have a podcast to continue to build your brand or maybe generate some income. If people don't already know who you are and podcasting is the way they're going to get to know you, you can't have a really clever name. You can't have your personal name as the name of the podcast. It needs to say what it does on the tin. If I don't know you yet, and I stumble upon your podcast on Spotify or or Apple, I need to be able to read the title and go, oh, this is the content they're talking about. Exactly that. Um, Just rewinding a bit to the niche part, people are sometimes like, what should my niche be? If you've got a product or service, it should be in alignment with your client. If not, who do you want to target in terms of listener? Think, go backwards, work backwards, sorry. Who's your ideal client? Who's your ideal listener? What content do they want? And work backwards to figure out exactly what niche and content you should be doing. And if you have two things in your life that you can combine, that normally works. So for example, expertise on podcasting and helping people get organic leads into their business. Great. Podcasting to get leads into someone's business. 
the ideal client for us, business owner who needs more leads. Great, podcast, here you go, here's the steps. So combining those things makes it that much more specific, but also makes it that much more easy to be found and also to market your show because those communities already exist. Absolutely. So step two is recording. There are four elements that your audio quality hinges on. Okay. First one, equipment. So as we've said many times before, you don't need to break the bank. Get yourself some half decent dynamic some half decent dynamic mics, a recorder, or sometimes you can even just plug directly into your laptop PC, right? Get some half decent equipment, environment, smaller the room the better, soft surfaces, don't record in your bathroom, don't record in your kitchen. Please don't record on a beach. Has that happened recently? Yeah. A beach. Who? Says, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but, there's, you know, no wind in beach. <laughs> wow. Yeah, sorry, I interrupted you, but I thought that one had to be said now. That said, sand is quite soft. So, alternatively, put loads of sand in your house. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, curtains, rugs, sofas, any, any sort of soft surfaces. Um, recording technique. So, in fact, let me read the last two and there's a reason for this. Recording technique and post-production. This is something I'd recommend getting help with if you're completely new to it from a producer to either do it for you or do it with you. So, recording techniques, not like, oh, just do this. But the main thing is don't, I'm not going to do it, I was about to do it, but don't talk directly into the mic because it just comes out very poppy. I guess is the best way to there's also, it. Like, there's people that are really, really close and they do this and it sounds terrible. And then some people that, and I have done this on one of our interviews where... The oh, set, what, when you was doing this? The set, hey, mate, set you wasn't quite right. And you're talking sort of away. right? And, and you can't hear it as well as if you just use it correctly. This is why you wear headphones. We're lucky to have a producer, which is fine. We don't need to. Um, but somebody to check because if it all goes wrong, you will be gutted. Exactly. Um, and... Post-production, again, ideally get someone else to do that for you. But a tip on that is don't edit it beyond belief. Don't spend nine hours editing at every single um, every single, single R, every space, whatever it is, because podcasting is a very intimate form of media. It needs to sound natural. As you will notice from our episodes, there's a lot that gets left in. Probably more than Most, would if it was yeah. me that was editing it or you that was editing it. But I think yeah. they're just like, oh, we'll leave it in. You become we'll more precious it. about it when you're doing it yourself. Yeah, but leave a lot of stuff in but it's super important it sounds good obviously um step three consistency now this goes across a couple of things but it is the cornerstone of success essentially for a podcast people often ask what's the perfect length of a podcast there isn't one but don't do 90 minutes one week then 15 minutes the next week mm. and then 30 minutes consistent length every week and that i mean if you have solo episodes and interview episodes obviously they're going to be different lengths but keep the solo's the same length and the interview's the same length. And like, for example, we upload twice a week. If we're going to do an interview or we've got something that we know is going to be specifically a much longer episode, we always move those to our Friday episodes. Mm -hmm. So it just adds um, a bit more into somebody's routine, some bit more easy to for them to expect it rather than just constantly changing all the time. Because I would be a bit annoyed as a podcast listener if one week it was 90 and then 15, just because it's like, you go and press play and then if you're not paying attention to how long it is and you just hit and play and then it just ends really quickly. I'm like, oh shit, I was, I'm now driving or whatever. I was going to say, if you've got a half an hour drive, then you're not going to be too happy if one yeah. one day it's 90 minutes and next is 15, yeah. you was expecting half an hour, right? Um, and the other one that's is even more important is the upload schedule, right? So mm. typically we'd say go weekly, but whatever schedule you go for, do it consistently. Don't mm. try it and then mess it up, then try going twice a week and then mess it up. Just 
pick one and do it consistently for at least a year. Yeah, right? for sure. Don't pick a schedule you can't do for a year. And if you're not going to be able to do a podcast consistently, there's probably no point doing it. If you if that's a big struggle, look at doing seasons instead. If you have a podcast where you have guests, being consistent in your promotion is really important because if you're getting if you're cold DMing somebody saying, "Hey, will you come on my show?" If they don't really know who you are yet, or perhaps you're just starting off, or because podcast numbers are hidden, they're anonymous, people can't really judge whether you're worth their time. And because so many people start a podcast and give up. If somebody's been asked quite a few times, they go on a show and then that person disappears, they're just going to stop doing it. But at least if, you know, you DM me saying, hey, can you come on the podcast? I tap on your account and I'll go, oh, they're posting every single day about their podcast. And if I scroll a little bit, oh, they've been doing this for quite a while, actually. Oh, they've had that person on. Oh, they've had this guest that I know. That now, even though they can't see how many podcast numbers you've got, if they can see you're consistent, you're promoting it, the quality looks good and potentially you've even interviewed somebody that they might know or know of, they're much more likely to come on. Now, we work with hundreds of shows every single month and probably never or like once per month max does somebody ever ask for how many numbers do you get? You know, do they ask for the data? Very, very rarely. Mm -hmm. And it helps if you're really consistent, you're repurposing your content and it's promoted on all channels. Now, I know this is about monetization, but I thought, big part of consistency that isn't spoken about is the actual promotion and the other doors that that can open for sure for sure and repurposing is wait and see okay (laughs) anyway number four yeah (laughs) number four is collaboration so in podcasting your competitors are often your best collaborators right oh yeah different to a lot of other forms of media the people who are in the place you want to be the people you should be trying to talk to Mm -hmm. as a podcast listener you've always got more time to listen to other podcasts, right? It's passive consumption. You don't have to actively be scrolling or watching. So you have a lot more time you can listen to podcasts than Mm. you do that you can watch video. So that's why if you have someone on who comes across really well, there's a good chance your listeners might go and check them out and obviously vice versa. So collaboration is massive. Beyond that, getting people on your own is very valuable because when you come to repurposing, like I will mention, if you can get your guests to post your episode or do a collaborative post with your guests of clips or just tap into their audience. That's also going to help you obviously get more listeners. And then the final thing, which is often overlooked is the relationship you build with the people you have on as a guest, right? So, so many people are saying like, what's been the biggest benefit of podcasting? And this comes across way more often than you'd expect. And it is the people I meet through it. Often they can lead to them being clients or business opportunities or meeting more people off the back of it. But Building a relationship with your guests is another form of collaboration, which can open up so many doors down down the line, especially if you get some really good guests. Sure. You've had a point on that. No? Disappeared. You've said it, mate. Oh, did I? Yeah, you've smashed it. Well done, mate. Um, You're so clever. I know. I'm amazing, right? Don't cry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just for listeners, by the way, Ash doesn't take compliments very well. (laughs) He gets really emotional. (laughs) Please don't. Because <laughs> I can think of three people who are going to message me on LinkedIn now. No, I'm like, so proud amazing. of you. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, cheers. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, the one we've all been waiting for, number five, guess what it is? Repurposing, right? <laughs> um, I didn't really do suspense very well there, did no. I? No. I went through that quite quick. There was no drum roll. Anyway, number five, repurposing. For the points we made already and more, 
So you can post your podcast in video format or any other format to other channels and make the most of their algorithms, right? There is no podcast algorithm, but there is a TikTok one. There is an Instagram one. So if you can leverage all these other channels, build your brand on every channel rather than just in one place, get in front of more eyes. I mean, there's never going to be the same value from a TikTok viewer or an Instagram viewer, but those people can over time become listeners of the podcast. And what I found to be more the case is people that listen every week will often listen because they saw you post. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I need to listen to that because I've noticed when I stopped posting, I spoke to Christine, who's who we work with on Connected Communication. She stopped posting for a week and her numbers went down. Same happened to us. So I don't think it's as big of a thing to get new listeners in, but it's definitely really important for your attention to just be repurposing content everywhere so people are constantly seeing you and being reminded about your podcast. Well, on that, so Paul Shepard from Mindset Change, he did one clip that went viral on TikTok, something like 2 million views, and that was over 10,000 new podcast listeners. His downloads shot up like massively and over like 100,000 followers on TikTok from that one video. So, you know, when you're posting consistently every single day, it really does pay off and it does translate to podcast listeners despite what many people think. But it has to be consistent, which is why obviously that's one of the earlier points and they kind of all, all come together. That's the five points. And the idea isn't this is how you monetize. The idea is these are the five things to do properly and get in place and do well to put yourself in a position to monetize, right? If you can do all of those, if you can repurpose, if you can collaborate, if you're consistent with all of it, you've set everything up right, your audio sounds good, and you've got everything right before you launch, then you're going to be in a great position to monetize. Uh, you're missing one, actually, is um, hitting follow on this show. Surprisingly, honestly, research shows that if you just unlock your phone quickly and on the top right corner on Apple or any app of your choice, but preferably Apple, there's a little plus. If you press it and it goes to a tick, that's number six, and you're 10 times as likely to monetize your podcast. What, what, um, what research was that? What, what study? What study shows? You, you wouldn't understand. It's out of your depth. <laughs> but all right. One, do, do hit follow. This is a great show. But two... Obviously, it's not actually going to help you monetize. But if you think about it, if somebody is decided, I'm going to start a podcast, and they consistently listen to a podcast about podcasting to improve, they probably are actually more likely to monetize because most people just do it and hope for the best. Everybody listening to this is in the top 1%. right? Most people don't go this far to actually better themselves in this particular area. They think, oh, I upload a podcast when I want. I'll interview my cousin or interesting people. And, you know, I'll throw some shit at the wall and see what sticks. But if you listen to this and you take all the advice, you do actually increase your chances. Imagine, right? Imagine we use all the information we talk about in this podcast. Right. Over these 100 and probably now 16, 117 episodes. And made a three-day course out of it that people pay thousands of pounds for. Oh, wow. If you paid that, call it thousand pounds. If you paid thousand pounds, attended that three-day course, do you think you'd be way more likely to monetize? Yes. That's step seven. Yeah, but, but the, the funny thing is, you don't need to pay a third, but you can just listen to this old podcast. I'm joking. It's, it's very different, but... Go, go back to episode one and consume all of them. Absolutely. Thanks. But because it's free, people don't appreciate it. Well, that was a really long-winded and butchered call to action. Thank you so much for getting through it with us. <laughs> go follow the show. <laughs> we'll owe you one. Oh, download my PDF. Thanks, bye. <laughs> Till next time.